Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to the Huntsville New Liberals Happy Hour. I am super excited to introduce our guest this month. When we first started, I would ask people, what are you most interested in? And again and again, biking, walking, and transit was uh, a number one priority. So today we are joined by John Kavat, Executive Director of the Singing River Trail. Um, give him a hand. Thank you again for coming. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that you all uh, appreciate transit and biking and hiking and walking and pretty much anything that isn't getting in a car. Um, I drove here, of course, but um, my carbon footprint is I own 20 acres in Marshall County. So I like to think that no matter what I do, um, you know, I'm good. I have 20 acres of carbon. Somehow. So um, that's right. <laughs> so uh, now if you all are good, I did bring Singing River Trail stickers. And so if you all are attentive, we will pass out swag. Um, but I learned something. If I hold off and give it to you at the end, you listen more than if I give it out now and you sit there and play with it. So I think there's always a 12 year old, like a 12 year old boy and girl in all of us. That's like, Hey, I got a new sticker. Um, so for me, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of the background of who I am. So you understand where I've come from. Um, and I, I, I watched last guest's video, uh, Dennis Madsen and I are very good friends. And um, for me, it was, uh, it was kind of fun watching him talk about transit in the city. And he referred to me as Pastor John Kavach, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. But I'll, I'll do my best to bang on the, you know, the podium and hallelujah. Um, so, you know, for me, um, this is kind of an interesting journey. And um, one that is, I think, important. I don't usually talk about myself in talks, but... I want you to understand where I came from so you can understand where things are going. I have a lot of good news. I have actually no bad news. Um, and then I have a little extra something that you guys are kind of the first one. I like everyone shifts to where like, yeah, you know, so I liked watching your head. Uh, <laughs> so I talked to Rotor. It was all gray and bald heads. And I'm like, you guys make me feel young. So <laughs> I'm not, I mean, you have a beautiful head. Um, and gray hair, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the club. Um, so I'm a history professor. Um, I have my PhD in Southern history, Civil War, Reconstruction, and historic preservation. Um, I taught at a community college in Maryland. I taught at the University of Tennessee, and I taught 10 years uh, at UAH. Um, and in fact, I started the first public history program in um, the state of Alabama. And if you don't know what public is public history is instead of teaching history the old-fashioned way in museums and that kind of engagement public history is why don't i go find you guys and teach you history in fun ways that engage you to think more less about dates and less about memorization and more about like what why it matters and so i don't care if you know every battle of world war one I. I don't i do but i don't i i'm trying to <laughs> trying to purge all these things out of my head but what I do care is you understand that, you know, colonialism and imperialism and all these isms happen that get you to a place in 1914. Could care less if you know the dates. So I did that. Um, so I was promoted. I got tenure. I wrote books, did all the things you're supposed to do. And uh, if I taught for one more day, I would die. And so 
um, my wife is kind of like, um, thought we got tenure so we didn't have to worry about long, you know, kind of security and longevity and those kind of things. And for me, it really came down to, I didn't feel like I was serving people. I was serving a corporation and that's what UH has become. So I'm on video at UH. Um, <laughs> I still have tenure and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> Suck it. Um, and so um, I quit. And um, and it was the best thing I ever did. And I did it with a job. Oh, I knew I wanted to get into nonprofit leadership. And I had not a single day of nonprofit leadership in my resume. I worked for the National Park Service for five years. I was a park ranger um, on something called the CNO Canal, the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal, which is a 184 and a half mile trail system that follows the Potomac River in Maryland and goes from Washington, D.C. to Cumberland, Maryland. And I spent uh, many a season um, being exactly what I wanted to be, which is someone engaged with people, the outdoors, uh, storytelling, placemaking, um, all the things that you would think go along with being a park ranger. And so for me, uh, community college at the time too. And so for me, it was really about people. And, and that's kind of where I've always been rooted in is I'm less interested in machines. I'm less interested in processes. Um, I'm in the wrong city for this, by the way. Um, I'm in the city of processes and machines. Um, and I think from my perspective, it's always been how, no matter how grand the wheat field, the corn field, or the cotton field, it's always been the farmer and his or her family that's been more interesting to me than, okay, great, we have a wheat field, right? So for me, um, I wanted to get nonprofit experience and I wanted to get nonprofit. I wanted to learn how to do two things. I knew I had the personality to engage people, but I didn't know, I had not asked anyone for a dollar, uh, anything other than, you know, like, hey, we're having this event. Would you come and be, you know, a participant? And so I worked for a nonprofit here in town and I, I did it for two years and they were housed in Stove House, uh, which was at the time nothing. Uh, and for me, Lib it's Liberty Learning Foundation is the organization and they treat civic, they teach civics, uh, um, in public school system. And for me, it was a way to learn the, the rope. It was a way to learn how to, um, raise money. It was a way to learn how to, you know, kind of do the ins and outs of, of, of how to run a business. And for me, it was a very profitable experience because I did gain a lot of experience I became a lobbyist, you can hate me now, still am, uh, because to ask money from the state of Alabama legally, you have to be a registered lobbyist, so I became one. And Liberty Learning Foundation wanted to get on the state budget, and so they told me, do whatever you have to do to get us on the state budget. I have no experience in this. But what I tell people, the great thing about a liberal arts education is, I know how to read, I know how to write, and I know how to communicate and critically think. So I did all those things, learned how to lobby, went down to Montgomery for the better half of a, um, a entire session and walked away with, uh, I think, $150,000 check from the state of Alabama on the Education Trust, became 300000 which then became 600000 And so I realized something, okay? So when I was in middle school, I wanted x-ray vision, right? I won't tell you why, but in middle school, my superpower was I wanted x-ray vision. I never got it, all right, unfortunately. As I grew older, I realized that my superpower, and I hate this and I love this, is if I ask people for money, they give it to me. 
So I'm not going to ask for any money tonight, by the way. <laughs> so if you have any donations, give it to Larry. Um, so hubs. So no, I, I'm saying give the let's give some support to the guy who's been crank, literally cranking and grinding for years. Um, so um, for me, it really became um, apparent that I had a knack for something, and I had to do something that I wanted to do. I I, I had to have a passion. And someone recently just said, <clears throat> "Excuse me, is that you could sell snow to an Eskimo?" And I'm like, actually, I couldn't. All right, I, 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 if you put me as a pharmaceutical rep, no offense if any of you are pharmaceutical reps here, but I, I couldn't sell a pill because I don't care. I care about people, I care about health, but I don't care enough to go out and do it every day. All right, and so what you have to understand is that my passion was people, my passion was the outdoors, and when I was offered the job of the Singing River Trail, my job was three counties, 70 miles, build a trail. And so when I'm talking about a trail, I'm talking about a greenway system. So in August of 2020, I took the job uh, they gave me a $200,000 master plan that had been done by Alta Planning and Design. And uh, it's, a, it's a firm out of Portland, Oregon. And for for me, um, it was really the start of a career, a second career, a third career even, where I finally had the chance to do it the way I wanted to do it. And I got asked to be part of some nonprofit leadership thing through Eli Lilly and some other thing. And what I decided is I want to do it my way. I know this sounds terrible, by the way. I'm doing it my way. If I'm going down, we're going down. I'm doing it my way. And if it's wrong, I'll fix it. But I think I'm right. And so what I did was I spent the first six months of my Singing River Trail executive director career really working our politicians to understand, <clears throat> excuse me, that transportation, active transportation, you know, the things that make people connected we've built enough walls in this count in this in this country is instead of building walls how about we start building trails that connect each other and so for me um i'm i'm very aware of of our political climate in alabama and you know for us what i'd say to you is is our biggest supporters are people like andy witt and rex reynolds who are republicans in in madison county and anthony daniels in in madison county and so what i say is I feel like we live in the last bastion of bipartisanship in this is, and I'll tell you in a second, I, I created another program that I'm going to tell you more about, a statewide program called Sweet Trails Alabama, but it was up for a statewide vote at state legislature um, uh, level, and it, was, it passed 134 to nothing, and I'll tell you more about it, but we're about to embark on a statewide trails program for the entire state, all 67 counties, and they asked us to do it. So for us, what I'd say is, is those are the small wins. Those are the big wins. And by the way, that came with a with a eight hundred fifty thousand dollar check too, on top of two hundred thousand for Singing River Trail. So I got my second nonprofit on the state budget. So I'm like, okay, you know, X-ray vision would have been fun, but money's better. Uh, um, maybe X-ray vision will happen, right? You know, right about to die. I'm looking at the ceiling, and suddenly I'll see through the ceiling. I'm like, okay, that was waste. Um, is that ultimately? Um, for us, it comes down to this. If we build a connected trail system, so I told you we started off as three counties, 70 miles. Three months in, I realized something. We had made a mistake on the scope and scale of what we should do. We need to go all the way to Bridgeport, Alabama, Jackson County, and go from Jackson County, Bridgeport, through Scottsboro, through Marshall County, Gunnersville, through Madison County, Gurley, Huntsville, Triana, Madison, you name it through Mooresville, Limestone County to Athens and Tanner, back through to Morgan County, Decatur, 
um, Trinity Hillsborough into Lawrence County, town, uh, Cortland and Town Creek, through Cortland, uh, Leeton, Alabama, uh, Ford City, and then into um, uh, Muscle Shoals and uh, Sheffield, and then to, well, and Discumbia, and then over the bridge into Lauderdale County into Florence. And so I talked to my board and they said, it's your job. I said, okay, I, I have a feeling it's gonna work. And so we had to raise an additional $400,000 to master plan the route. And I raised that in less than two months. So um, I'll tell you this, is the appetite's there. And so what we wanna do is build a connected 10 to 12 foot wide greenway system, sometimes on the road, sometimes like out here on Meridian, which is just, you know, they've made, they, they've restriped the road. Sometimes it's gonna be a side, side path, shared use. Sometimes it's gonna be out in the middle of nowhere and you're gonna fall in love with riding through Lawrence County. We're not going to let perfection get in the way of progress. I don't care if it's on the road, phase one. On phase two, we'll get it off the road, okay? And so a lot of it is managing expectations. And so for us, what it really came down to them is then reaching out to the people in the communities of North Alabama and really begin the process of getting them involved and not being a savior, not interested in being a savior. I'm not, Singing River Trail is. And so when I came to a town like Cortland, Alabama, and Mayor Linda Peebles is the first person I meet with, is a town of 640 people. They've not had a whole lot of luck in the last 50 years in, in, in really accomplishing things that they've wanted to accomplish, enjoying the American dream, having equal, asset, equal access and equality in, in opportunity. These are the kind of things that I've worked with my mayors on, is if you look at connectivity and you look at health and wellness and things, when I say health and wellness, that's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So if you think about those things alone, most of you know that when you go outside, that's what you're gonna find one of those four things. But I spend 65% of my time talking about business development and entrepreneurial economic development through the opportunities that can be created by a trail system. And in fact, the first thing I did was I raised an extra $40,000 to hold something called the Singing River Trail Launch Tank, which is a pitch competition for individuals and businesses that wanna start a new business or grow an existing one We've done it for two years in a row. We have a live event that's a culmination event. We've given, Larry Mason is a winner of the first launch tag. He is one of our nine first, uh, we had nine winners. We gave away $20,000 and we gave hubs money to continue on what they're doing. And so for us, it's about giving back and, and really empowering people to think about growing their, their dream, not just going to work, but your, not your vocation, but your avocation. And so we've held it for two years. We're going to be holding the third year here in Madison County. We've given away $40,000. We've, we've helped fund 17 different businesses. Of those 17, 12 of them, we were the first non-family funders of their dream to grow their own business. So that's what we're trying to do on top of this. I don't want to just be a trail. I want to be an incubator. I want to be an entrepreneurial ecosystem accelerator. I want to be an opportunity for rural Alabama to catch up to places like Huntsville and Decatur and Florence. We leave people behind, which we're good at in Alabama, okay? The star of Alabama, which I hate that term, the star of Alabama is Huntsville, all right? We're number one in everything, and we're very, very keen on telling everyone we're number one in everything, all right? But the state of Alabama is 49th in just about everything except for STD rates, all right? They're fifth in STD rates. Um, and so, like, when do we want to become 48th? <laughs> When do we want to become 45th? When do we want to become 40th? And so outdoor recreation 
We have so much going for us in outdoor recreation. Think about the mountains in Jackson County. Think about the Tennessee River. Think about when you go down to the beach. Think about every. There's so many things that you could do in Alabama if they were connected. And so for us, what it really comes down to <clears throat> is that we want to help people find themselves. I always kind of use this double entendre is find yourself. Someday I want you to find yourself on the Singing River Trail. And by that, I mean literally, figuratively find yourself on the trail. And then once there, find yourself. Like if you're miserable at work, find yourself. I was miserable at work at UAH. I left. I, I took the chance and the chance worked. And what I'd say to you is, is that for a lot of people, they don't have that opportunity. So for a lot of you, biking is a privilege. Biking, I mean, you can do because you can afford a bike. But for Tanner, Alabama, 13% of people in Tanner, Alabama do not have a vehicle in the household. The River Trail actually becomes their way of connecting to Mazda Toyota, to Polaris, to Amazon, to jobs, to quality of life and to dignity. And I think that's an important thing to understand. These are the kind of things I talk about with people who not, might not necessarily agree with that politically. But what I have found, and this is where my liberal arts training comes into play, I think, sometimes, is we don't have to agree on everything, but we don't have to hate each other. And so, like, it's not, and, like, there's not some, like, zero-sum game of, hey, I totally disagree with everything you do, so I hate you, um, and I hope you die, um, as opposed to, like, hey, we may not agree now, but I'll be back, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Or if I can help you, great. And that's kind of been the spirit. So for us, the connectivity part of this is important because there's a rural-urban divide that has plagued this nation long enough, and I think you're seeing it through what's happening politically in this country, is that there's a group of people who feel betrayed. There's a group of people who feel um, like they've been kind of carved out of the American dream. And I think there's a group of people who feel like you know, everyone in the city is getting this and we're getting nothing. And I think when you say, oh, come on, whatever, you know, go back to your, your lunch pail, what you're really doing is you're degrading. You're, you're, you're not listening. And I think that's a dangerous thing is these people are telling you out loud, you're, we're not feeling connected any longer to the American dream. And you can disagree with their politics. But what I'll tell you is since 2016, you've seen their politics. All right. So you can keep burying your head saying, I'm going to follow this agenda come hell or high water. But if you don't listen to the other side, you're, you're not going to win any more people over to your side. And so for us, uh, what I love is we're bipartisan. Uh, we're generally happy on a daily basis. Um, and, and the long and short of it is it translates into a whole lot of things. So here's what it's translated into. So I started August 2020. And since then, um, so the first year we raised a half million dollars, like, oh my gosh, okay, I can do this. Second year we raised a million dollars. I'm like, okay, from this year, from January one to now, we're at about $10.8 million. And as of today, uh, hopefully if the city of Decatur can get their act together, they're about to hit a send, uh, a submit button on an $18.4 million federal grant on reconnecting neighborhoods and communities. Uh, that we're that will build out the singular trail through the entire community, and so for us, that's in addition to getting on the state budget for two hundred thousand dollars, getting an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar appropriation to do the statewide program, which I'm about to tell you about. And if any of you have heard of eighteen eighteen farms out in Mooresville, uh, I hope you have, is that they have a six. Uh, there's a there's a house on a road called Arrowhead Landing Road, which is just to the west of Mooresville, and they donated a house to us. Uh, that's on six acres, 
Um, and if you want to come out one day and see it, it's full of maps. It's full of it's full of wine and bourbon too. Actually, you can come out and we can sit on the front porch. Uh, we have done that with many people, so come on out if you want. Um, we've had people who've made big donations saying, only if I can come out and you know give it to you on the front porch of the SRT house, which game, all right, let's do it. We have Buffalo Trace and Red Wine. Um, is that ultimately what we've done is we've created a atmosphere of like, yeah, let's get it done. Uh, we've created an atmosphere of, of let's, let, let's work together. And this is translated to the point of Last, a year and a half ago, uh, I got a phone call from Senator Andrew Jones, who's over in the east in Etowah County, and we had a meeting in Scottsboro, and he said, what would you think about doing a statewide trail plan, uh, and we make you the, like, you just do it. I said, well, yeah, I need a million dollars. He's like, game, let's do it. I'm like, two million. He's like, nope, you said a million first. And so I learned a, pro I learned a good lesson that day. You always ask Kai. Is, so state uh, voted on it. And we're getting the money. And long and short of it is, I'm trying to I'm trying to wedge this into Innovate Alabama's mission, which is to in grow innovation through the state. And we're using outdoor recreation and job creation and quality of life and workforce development as our innovation. And that is that if you look at what the UN says in Africa, the easiest way for young females to get into an economy in any country in Africa Africa is through cultural heritage tourism. So basically, if you want to like, hey, come to my, my town or my village, and I'm going to interpret historical, cultural in my village, this is the easiest way to become a part of the economy. And so what we're trying to do is take that same approach throughout North Alabama and soon Alabama and saying, what are the things that we have? Let's, let's evaluate what we have. And instead of like degradating and making fun of our past, why don't we grab onto it and then tie it to our natural resources and say, why don't you go float down the Coosa River? All right, why don't you go ride the Singing River Trail? Why don't you go do this, that, or the Penhody Trail, whatever? But what we want you to do is go do it, enjoy a day of learning, and then on top of that, stop here, drink a beer, you know, go stay at an Airbnb, whatever the case may be. And that's what we're trying to do. So in fact, October 1, which is like too soon, we're actually about to start a nine-town, five-day tour where I'm going to go and speak to nine different cities in Alabama about Sweet Trails, Alabama. And so they told me I could brand it, everything I want to do. So what we did was we branded it Sweet Trails, Alabama. And Sweet Trails, Alabama was given three years to accomplish this task. And I told them we'll do it in one year, and we're going to do it in one year. I have no use. I'm retiring in seven years, whether I finish or not. All right? I turned 53 last week. At 60, I'm retiring. Is that what we're going to do is we're going to finish this in one year, and then we're going to go back and ask for more money. And these people are going to say yes. Uh, since I was denied x-ray vision, we're going to keep working on the fundraising. And that's what we're going to do is get the money to start working on the lowest hanging fruit. And I think from our perspective, I've, what I want you to understand is that the core values of what we're trying to do is really about, you know, it's easy to say there's a difference between equality and equal access. I think there's an important difference between that. There's a difference between upward mobility and mobility. And you have to have mobility to get upward mobility. You have to be able to get somewhere. And so I think, I, I think about that young kid in Tanner, Alabama, that right now can't get somewhere. As he looks across eastward, he can see billions of dollars worth of factories and storage and warehousing and all these things. But that person can't get there because there's no way to get there. If you go from Tanner, Alabama to the Mazda Toyota plant, it's $14 one way on an Uber. So you're telling me $28 to just get to work. How many of you are willing to do that for, for that percentage of your, of your pay? You're not, 
right? So ultimately, what I want you to understand is what we're working towards is we're working towards a better Alabama. We're working towards better connectivity. We're working towards the connectivity of towns and cities, but also of people. And I hope this is the, I'll finish here, is I often joke that, remember, I'm a historian. So Abraham Lincoln once talked about um, this, this kind of this, um, you know, binding this nation together uh, with a ribbon and pulling it tight and pulling it close. And so I always like to think that we're this green ribbon and we're, we're trying to pull people closer and letting people listen and hear and meet each other. And in, oh, I, what I'm finding is, is, you know, in the eight counties that we exist in, the 27 towns that we exist in, we don't have political debates. We don't have partisan, uh, angry, you know, flare ups. We don't have any of this. What can I do? How can I help you? Where do you want to go next? I've become part chamber. I become part economic development. I become part small business development. I become part trail boy, right? I become, I tell people all the time, I'm just a simple trail fella. And they're like, man, I don't know how simple you are. And I'm like, well, I don't know how much, of, you know, I don't know how much of a trail fella I am I actually. Yeah, I don't. And so for, for me, the culmination of all this is, is we did a mapping exercise. And I want you to realize something that we, we are designing this trail. And when we started designing it with Alta Planning and Design, we purposely aimed at areas of persistent poverty and generational, um, and generational poverty issues. And one of the things that we did is we looked at these spots and we looked at existing trails and vacated roads and vacated um, railroads. And so one of the things is we purposely aimed at those. And so last week we did a GIS mapping exercise where we all sat down and I said, how many miles, if I had the money to buy signs right now, how many miles of signs should I buy uh, for? And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. Uh, you know, my third year in, what's this number going to be? So when we had the exercise, I was kind of like, you know, it's like kind of wanting to kind of look, but like with one eye, I thought, you know, so just so you know, we've been working on trails in South Huntsville. We've been working on trails in Scottsboro. Uh, we're working on trails in Athens, Decatur, uh, Leeton, Alabama, Gurley, Alabama. We got Gurley, Alabama, a million dollar grant. We got Leeton, Alabama, a million dollar grant. We got Bridgeport, Alabama, a million dollar grant. We got Portland, a $1.6 million grant to redesign a railroad bridge to include pedestrian right-of-way and access. Uh, we got a $4.6 million grant to create something called the Tri-Towns, which is connecting town, uh, Cortland, Town Creek, and Leighton with a 17-mile greenway system. That'll be ours. Um, we're doing it. But the thing is that I think you have to understand is it takes time. Um, we're working hard. And so when we finally, I kind of peaked enough to see, we have 50.2 miles worth of trail we can sign. And so for me, 50 miles of trail, that includes, there's a new surfacing project on a road called Jolly Bee Road. I don't know if you've been on Jolly Bee Road or not, uh, but it balances along between Triana and Mooresville, right on the water. Um, and we have lots and lots of new stuff in the works. So the good news is this, and this is how I'll end it. So we have 50 miles of signs, and signs are not cheap, uh, kind of shockingly expensive. So I called TVA and I said, hey, guess what? And they're like, wow. Hey, so we're going to send you a $50,000 check so to buy the first round of signs. And then the community foundation calls and says, hey, um, what's up? And I said, hey, this is where we are with, with signage. Uh, hey, we, we have $50,000. Uh, this afternoon, there's a group called Alabama RCND. Hey, we heard about the signs. How about $25,000? And so again, people want this. And corporations want this, and governments want this, and localities want this, and municipalities want this. And so 
I guess I'll end it this way, is that I know for a lot of you, it might seem like it might seem like the negatives are kind of overtaking the positives. I might argue otherwise, is I get to do this every day. I'm very rarely in one spot for very long, and I'm with a lot of people every day. And I'll just tell you is that it's very, it's a very, I, I, if I die of a heart attack, it's on me, not my, my job, is that every person wants to make the next person next to them a better person, a better place. And I hope that's what you guys want to do. And I know that's what you guys want to do. But I just wanted to let you know that there's other people out there who may not agree politically with you, but are completely aligned with what you want. So with that, I'll shut up. That was incredible. Thank you so much. I invited you in large part because I wanted to learn more about the Singing River Trail and you and your work, and and I have. And so thank you for that. Oh, wait, I'd be a first time. I, I, I promise you guys treat. Do you want to do like a, a this or do you just kind of want to mingle? Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to say a few things um, and then... Yeah. And then um, John's going to stick around and you guys can harass him about your questions. But um, it's politics is a lot of fighting kind of by definition. And it's rare when you can find a policy or a project or an idea that there are a lot of trade offs. You know, it benefits economic growth. It benefits economic mobility racial uh, reconciliation, public health, uh, the environment. There aren't a whole lot of things that meet all those criteria, but something like the Singing River Trail does. And so it's wonderful to know about these things and to be reminded that these things exist and that not everything has to be a fight. We can work together on our shared goals. So anyway, thanks again for coming. Thank you again, John for speaking to us, stick around, ask questions, have more beer, uh, and come back next month.